This man on the screen is smiling. He actually has every reason to have a scowl on his face and to have a clenched fist. In 1982, he was accused by a woman of breaking into her home and committing a very heinous crime. He was 19 years old. He was tried, convicted, and sentenced to prison. There's only one problem. He wasn't guilty. Nine, 20 years later, the case was reopened, and DNA testing proved that he was innocent. He had spent over half of his life in prison for a crime he did not commit. His name is Bernard Webster. And when he was interviewed after being released, this is what he said. I'm just happy to be out. And when I read that in USA Today, I thought, you know, what, what an attitude. What an attitude. And I would like to make a prediction uh, about this man. If he can keep that attitude, uh, be thankful that justice finally prevailed. See his release as a second opportunity in life. Focus on what has been given to him rather than what has been taken away from him. If he can forgive, he will be fine. But if he's bitter, bitter at the woman that accused him, bitter at the criminal justice system that failed him, Bitter over 20 years of his life, stolen. He'll become an angry, embittered, hateful man living in a prison of his own making. And at least the way that he started, he appears to have been choosing the right attitude. You know, as I think about that, life really is about attitude, isn't it? I love Chuck Swindoll's old saying, I'm convinced, says Pastor Swindoll, that life is 10% of what happens to us and 90% how we react to it. And I think that's absolutely true. And that's why thankfulness is really so very, very important. There is nothing that will create a good attitude like a thankful heart. I think all of us know that there are two kinds of people in life, and, and these two kinds of people can not just be outside the church, but also inside the church. Those who complain and have a grumbling spirit, and then those who have a thankful heart. And I would recommend this morning that it is the latter that God wants to have for us. And how can we develop that kind of a heart? Well, it is really by understanding what a thankful heart is all about. And this morning, I want us to look at one of the key verses in all the Bible that has to do with developing a thankful heart. This morning, I want us to turn to Ephesians 5.20. And I want us to understand this concept of understanding thankfulness. If you would take your Bible this morning and turn to that single verse in Scripture, in many ways we could call this verse the anatomy 
of developing a thankful heart. And I want you to notice that it essentially asks and answers five different questions. What is thankfulness? It's nature. When should we be thankful? It's timing. What should we be thankful for? It's range. Who are we to be thankful to? It's object. Who can we be, who can be thankful? It's privilege. Uh, sounds like we're going to be here for a long time, doesn't it? No, I don't think so. We'll have our normal time, but what an amazing verse that can answer all of these questions for us. Let me read it for you. Ephesians 5.20, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's take a moment and pray together. Father, very few of us can even begin to imagine being incarcerated for over half our life for a crime we did not commit. And coming out of that experience with a smile on our face and saying, I'm just thankful to be out. I'm just happy to be out. And Lord, it is so true that life really ultimately is about attitude. It only really is about 10% of the things that happen. 90% of the whole deal is how we respond to it. And I pray today that you would help us. Uh, Keep us, Lord, from a complaining, grumbling spirit. And instead, place within us a heart of gratitude and thankfulness. And help us today to understand that so we can know exactly how to develop it in our lives. So guide us in our study this morning, for Jesus' sake. Amen. Let's look at that first question. What is thankfulness? It's nature. And I want you to notice that uh, the Bible here tells us that thankfulness is verbalized gratitude. It is verbalized gratitude. Uh, Paul says in verse 20, giving thanks. This could actually be an imperative. It's what is known as a participle, and sometimes participles have an imperatival force so that we could read giving thanks as give thanks. Now, it's a very interesting word. It is the word eucharisteo, eucharisteo, and it means gratitude that finds outward expression in thanksgiving. So notice it is not be thankful. That is an attitude. Rather, it is give thanks. That is an action. And if we ask ourselves the question, is there a difference between gladness and thankfulness? I think all of us would have to say, yes, there is. Gladness is feeling good about our blessings. You may have had a blessing this week and today. You're sitting out here this morning and And you're feeling good. Maybe you uh, were able to bag a deer this past week. I heard about one of our members who got a 10-point buck. Boy, how glad you must feel for that kind of a blessing. But thankfulness is feeling glad enough to say so. And there's a big difference. You remember the 10 lepers that uh, Jesus healed. All of them felt glad that they were healed. But you remember there was only one who turned around... 
and gave thanks to God by glorifying his name. So there was a great difference between feeling glad and actually expressing that in thankfulness. Gladness makes us feel good, but thankfulness is what gives glory to God. Eleanor Doan said this, gratitude has three forms. There is a feeling in the heart, an expression in words, and then a giving in return. And we have not really been grateful until all have been involved. A feeling in the heart, an expression in words, and then a giving in return. So we are not really thankful until we have shown that to God and to others. Uh, I was uh, reading from um, Walter McKnight's uh, book, a book that he wrote, and he talked about a missionary to Iran by the name of Stanford Cobb. He said one day Cobb was talking to uh, a young man, and this young man said um, that he helped him in a, in a very special way. Um, Cobb said to him, do you ever feel thankful when God blesses you? And the young man said, always. And Cobb said, did you ever tell him so? The young man said, well, I don't know that I have. Well, said the missionary, try it, my young friend, try it. Tell him so. Tell him aloud. Tell him so that you are sure you will hear it yourself. And this young man said, that was a new revelation. He said, I found that I had only been glad, not grateful. I have been telling God with grateful feelings ever since to my soul's help and comfort. Let me ask us this morning, have we made this discovery in our life? Have we ever looked to see if we are only glad and not really thankful? You see, if we are glad, we are focusing simply on the gift. And that is ultimately a very selfish thing, just to focus on the gift. It will never transform our hearts. But if we are thankful, that turns us to God and causes us to focus on Him. And when we do that, it transforms our hearts. Let me again repeat for you this advice from missionary to Iran many years ago, Stanford Cobb. Do you ever feel thankful when God blesses you? Tell him so. Tell him aloud. Tell him so that you are sure you will hear it yourself. Think of all the things we could tell God we are thankful for. Lord, thank you for my spouse because it is in my relationship with my spouse that I have learned how relationships work. I've learned more about relationships from my spouse perhaps than anybody else. Lord, thank you for my job. It keeps me from stealing or begging. Lord, thank you for my limitations because they have caused me to depend more upon you and, and not on myself. Or Lord, thank you for my problems, because in those problems I have learned to pray more than if I did not have those problems. You see, there are always things that we can verbalize our gratitude to God for. Now notice the second question. 
When should we be thankful? It's timing. And you'll notice that the verse tells us that we are to be thankful every day. My translation says, giving thank always, it means at every time. Uh, The New English Bible translates it every single day. Now, here's what uh, I think Paul is saying. Thankfulness is to be cultivated so that it becomes a daily habit. Uh, Complaining for us comes natural. It's easy for us. And by the way, I just want to admit here this morning, the older I get, the more I find it's easier for me to complain. Um, uh, You know, I'm going to be uh, approaching 60 in about three years. And one of the things I used to pray as I was a young man is, Lord, you know, keep me from being a grumpy old man. You know, keep me from having that kind of a spirit. And now I watch the news and I read the newspaper and I see things around me. And you know what I'm finding? Starting to become a grumpy old man. And I recognize that that is natural to all of us. Thankfulness has to be learned. It is not something that comes natural. Uh, the celebrated author, author Somerset Maugham, said this, Gratitude is not the virtue that comes easy to the human race. And wouldn't we ought to say that? Gratitude is not a virtue that comes easy to the human race. By the way, that's why in the context, it is the result of the filling of the Holy Spirit. Now, we are just drawing out here one result of the filling of the Holy Spirit from verse 18. Be filled with the Spirit. What is one of the results of that? We will be people of gratitude. Well, you can see then that it's not a normal thing. It has to be learned. It has to be led by the Holy Spirit. I remember when I was a boy, my parents were constantly doing things for me. I was the only sibling amongst my sisters who was present when both of my parents took their last breath. And when they did, I bawled like a baby. Because they had been so good to me. They'd been so wonderful to me. I remember growing up and and how they provided me clothes. How they gave me uh, shoes to wear. and, And they provided food. My mother was a wonderful, wonderful Swedish cook. My dad, when I became a a senior, a teenager, would would always let me have the car. I'd say, Dad, could I have the car? Sure, son, you can have the car. They were always so very, very good to me. And I began to realize that I had gotten used to the blessings that they gave me. And oftentimes, I did not thank them for it. I took for granted the wonderful things that they did for me. And you know, we can do that with God. We can do the very same thing with God. Now, what is the key for us to develop the habit of thankfulness? Well, let me give you a little insight this morning that I think is very helpful. Do you know the the word gratitude comes from the same root word as the word grace? Grace and gratitude come from the same root word. Thank comes from the same root word as the word think. Now put that together. If we think more on the grace of God, we will thank God more. I think that's the key. If we think more on the grace of God, 
we will thank God more, we will express gratitude more. You see, gratitude comes from the word grace, and thank comes from the word think. So the more we think upon the grace of God, the more we will express gratitude to God, the more we will be thankful. That is the key to developing a thankful heart. Notice question number three. What should we be thankful for? It's range. It's range. Now this is where this verse gets a little difficult. Because the answer to this is we are to be thankful for everything. Give thanks always and for everything. Some translations say for all things. And there's a little couplet that says all means all and that's all that all means. So nothing is excluded. Now, the great celebrated 4th century preacher Chrysostom said this. He said this phrase, this word, everything, includes every circumstance, even if it be disease or poverty. Now, that's where this gets very troubling. Because many things are very hard to take. Many things are downright evil. So what does the Bible say when it means, when it says, what does it mean when it says, give thanks always and for everything? Do you know, oddly enough, the answer to that very penetrating question was answered by the actor Kirk Douglas? When I was growing up, Kirk Douglas was a leading man in Hollywood films. Uh, He was uh, incredibly handsome, as you can see him here in his youth. He was often a tough guy in tough guy roles. He had a very distinctive voice. If uh, there were impressionists, they always loved to do Kirk Douglas's voice. And he uh, was a superb actor. He was involved in in many, many classic films. But uh, later in his life, he was in a helicopter accident. And he was left in extreme pain, and he was barely able to walk. And then in addition to that, he um, uh, uh, had a stroke. And the stroke uh, caused him barely able to to be able to talk. And so talk about a life reversal. Here is this articulate, rugged, popular he-man, and he now was crippled with a halting, forced speech. Through that experience, he wrote an amazing book. You see the book on the screen. The book was entitled, My Stroke of Luck. My stroke of luck. Now, as a Christian, we don't believe in luck, do we? But in that book, he chronicled all the things that his stroke had taught him. And all the lessons that he had learned because of what he went through in the helicopter accident and the stroke that took everything from him. By the way... He has a tremendous sense of humor 
uh, look at what he said. He said, now, uh, what does an actor who can't talk do? Wait for silent pictures to come back? I think he should get to know Bernard Webster, don't you? (laughs) But listen to what he said. I think it's the answer to the question, how can we give thanks for everything? He said this, everything happens for a reason. You look for things to be thankful for. That's what I try to do. That is the key here. Everything happens for a reason. And I don't know where Kirk Douglas is with the Lord, but as a Christian, we can say that. And therefore, what we do is we don't necessarily thank God for the evil itself, but we look for things in the midst of the evil that we can be thankful for. William Barclay, the great Bible student, said at this point, there's always something for which we can give thanks. Even on the darkest day, there are blessings to count. And I think that's exactly what Paul is saying here. Let's look at the fourth question. Who are we to be thankful to? It's object. And the answer is our Father. Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father. Let me ask you, what do you think of uh, when you think of God as our Heavenly Father? Well, I I like to think of the four L's. Here are the four L's that I think of when I think of my relationship to God as my Heavenly Father. He loves me. He leads me. He looks out for me. And when I need it, He leans on me. Those are the four L's of our relationship to our Heavenly Father. He loves me. He leans on me. He looks out for me. And He leads me. Now what that means when you think of God in that way is that there is nothing then outside of His control or His plan for us. By the way, do you remember where Paul was when he wrote this letter, when he wrote Ephesians? Well, he was in prison. He was in house arrest. He was chained every day to a Roman guard. And yet he could write these words, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father, because he knew his circumstances were a part of God's plan that God was working out for his good. I wonder if any of you um, would happen to know what this is this morning. Pastor Hank said it's kindling. He's been at deer camp. (laughs) This is a bouquet of thorns. I read about a floral shop that every Thanksgiving has a holiday special called a bouquet of thorns. One day there was a lady by the name of Diane. She walked into this, uh, this floral shop at Thanksgiving. She was very down. 
She had very little to thank the Lord for, and so she thought, I'll buy a uh, flower arrangement, and maybe that will cheer me up. Uh, another lady came in and said, is my, is my thorn bouquet ready? And uh, the lady that was uh, there, who was uh, running the shop, handed her this thorn bouquet. And so Diane wondered, what, what in the world is this all about? And the lady who was there, uh, her name was um, Linda, this is what she had to say. She said, 15 years ago, my husband died. She said, I was totally unprepared for it. Uh, I, I was devastated by it. I didn't expect it at all. And she said, as I tried to deal with this, uh, this terrible loss and this sense of how do I get back to balance in my life without my life partner, she said she began to realize that God had caused thorns to develop in her life experience. And out of those thorns, he had developed a, a very special bouquet out of her life. And so she began to offer the thorn bouquet during the holiday season to help others. While they were talking, an older man came in and uh, he said to Linda, Do you have my thorn bouquet ready? And so she gave him his thorn bouquet. And of course, Diane, who was there watching all this happen, um, you know, said to him, who are those for? And he said, well, these are for my wife. By the way, um, I got these from a thorn bush in my front yard. If any of you would like to come to my house to get some, so you can give to your wife, I will give you a great bargain on them, okay? But listen to what this older man said. He said to Diane, every Thanksgiving we take time to appreciate the thorns that have carried us through 40 years of marriage. This bouquet helps us refocus on what's important in our marriage and our lives. For us, each thorn represents a problem we have overcome through struggle. And so he was on his way home to give his wife the thorn bouquet. Do you know what thorns are? They're an opportunity. They are an opportunity to experience the work of God in our life and then give thanks to God for that work. A thorn is an opportunity to recognize the strength that God has granted as we have found Him sustaining us. A thorn is an opportunity to realize the things that we have learned. Patience, wisdom, faith, greater dependence on God. And every single thorn is an opportunity to say to God that you have, as my Father, given to me at least one of the four loves, four L's in these thorns. This thorn reminds me that you love me. This thorn reminds me that you have continued to lead me. This thorn shows me that you have looked out for me and this particular thorn demonstrates to me that you have leaned on me when I have needed to learn lessons. 
Every thorn is an opportunity to see what our Heavenly Father means to us. Let's look at the last question. Who can be thankful? And you might say, well, Pastor Brian, certainly everybody can be thankful. But let me ask you, who has the unique privilege to be thankful in a way that nobody else does? Well, let me tell you that this privilege is Christians only. Christians only. Uh, Brother or sister, look at what this says. Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father. And now notice this. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want you to miss this particular insight. We give thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you know that in the Bible, name stands for all that a person is. So you have the full title, the Lord Jesus Christ, which stands for who He is and the authority that He possesses. Remember last Sunday, we saw how Jesus said we are to pray in His name. And what that means is, He gives us the authority to approach God in prayer and in praise. So I want you to follow this. Thankfulness is a uniquely Christian privilege. Yes, it is something that people in the world may do, but it is something that believers alone have the right to do Because we are the ones who alone can come with the authority and privilege of the name of Christ. An author by the name of uh, Richard Douglas had this to say. The modern American seldom pauses to give thanks for the simple blessings of life. One reason is that we are used to having so much We simply assume that we will have all the good things of life. Another reason is that it hurts our pride to be grateful. We do not want to admit that God is the provider of all good things. We are simply His stewards. Being thankful requires humility and faith in God. When we have these, we can be grateful. Have you ever thought about that? A lack of gratefulness is an expression of pride because it indicates that we think we deserve more than we have gotten and we don't want to admit that God is the provider of all that we have and we are just simply the stewards of it. And so a lack of a thankful heart is ultimately a result of pride. What a tremendous insight. Giving thanks and and having a heart of gratitude requires humility and faith in God. It is only when we have those that we are then able to be grateful. Some of you know one of the great choruses that has been written in recent years is the chorus, Give Thanks. Henry Smith wrote that chorus, and you know how it goes. Give thanks with a grateful heart. 
Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done. Give thanks. Give thanks. Henry Smith was uh, the man who wrote that song. And he graduated from seminary, but because he had a degenerative eye disease, he could never serve God full time in the ministry. And so he worked in his church as a lay person, even though he had training to be a minister. Eventually, the disease took his entire eyesight and he went blind. But nonetheless, he was very grateful for God's unfailing love. One day in church, his pastor quoted 2 Corinthians 8 9. Thanks be unto God for his indescribable gift. And here's what Henry did. He was so grateful in his own heart for God's unfailing love to him, despite the fact that all of his plans after seminary were lost and his eyes were lost, that he sat down and wrote that song, Give Thanks. And now millions around the world sing that song. And here's what he said. Of that time, Henry says, I remember being extremely thankful. Of that time when I lost my eyesight and I heard my pastor quote, Thanks be unto God for his indescribable gift. I remember being extremely thankful. And now we sing, give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done. Give thanks. Let's do that very thing, shall we? Let's bow together. Just before we sing and close our service, I wonder today if you know the Lord. Have you experienced His salvation and His wonderful washing away of your sins? Until that happens, you can never truly be the thankful person that you ought to be because really only a Christian has the authority and power to thank God in every circumstance. And if you're not sure that you belong to the Lord today, I would invite you to turn to Him. Say, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that by nature I'm a complainer, a grumbler. That's the heart of who I am. And I need salvation. I believe you died for me and rose again, and I invite you into my heart and life right now to be my Savior and Lord. I repent and turn from my own self-centered way. And I turn to you. 
I pray that you would forgive me of my sins. Make me a child of God. Give me eternal life. Lord, from this day forward, God helping me, I will follow you with all my heart. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Perhaps you're a believer here today. And some very difficult things have happened in your life. You find that the joy of your salvation has been taken away. And there is a sourness, a negativity that has taken over the way you think and who you've become. And if that's the case, God is calling you back to think upon the grace of God, knowing that if you will, you will thank Him more and you will express gratitude more. And perhaps you have gotten out of His Word Maybe you have gotten away from fellowship with His people and the world has crowded in and destroyed your joy. Whatever things you need to do, say to the Lord today, Lord, I'm I'm stepping back to the place where you want me to be. Fill me with your Spirit. For it's only then that I can be a thankful person. Blessed Lord, come and meet us today. Uh, Lord, continue to help me. Lord, There's so many things around us that are discouraging. And it's very easy to become a discouraged Christian. And I'm so thankful for the teaching of your word that that draws us back to where you want us to be. Anyone can be defeated. Anyone can be discouraged. Anyone can be negative and self-absorbed. But a Christian has an opportunity to be something far different. And this is what the world needs to see. And so I pray today that you would just help us to walk in that way. And this week as we come to Thanksgiving and all that that means to us as we think about our blessings, may we carry this week into the whole rest of our lives because it will be health to our bones. It will be a blessing to all those around us. And it will glorify the name of our blessed Savior. So we love you, Lord, today. We continue to commit our hearts to you for your great working in our life. For Jesus' sake.